With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to the latest Goldfish Marketing Podcast, where each episode we go through marketing tips and tricks that will hopefully help you make the most of your budget. Uh, Following on from the last episode we did, which focused in on the economic crisis that's been created by the coronavirus, we thought we'd follow on with that because a couple of weeks on from doing the recording, uh, the world has changed Uh, people's behaviours have changed so we thought we'd look at the new world and its new offerings to try and help you perhaps change tack or of course if you've listened to the last episode you'll have a a fully functioning highly detailed marketing strategy plan which you can now implement using the tips that we'll go through hopefully today Uh, my name is Mark Pollard my business is Funky Vibes Marketing Uh, with me is uh, co-hosts we have elaine atherton from to sum it up hi elaine hello good to be here today with you guys obviously metaphorically speaking because of course we're social distancing so this is over the interweb absolutely absolutely and, saves and me making the tea and coffee anyway it does i do feel like i'm going through withdrawal um and i'm also missing the donuts that are usually bought by our other fellow co-host which is chris roxborough from my marketing guy Hello, everybody. Yes, and as Mark said, it's uh, the world is changing. The business world is changing day by day, and yes, I'm missing my donuts too. So uh, <laughs> let's let's see what we've got today, hey? Indeed. Got any questions that you'd like to ask on the back of this episode or previous episodes that you specifically want us to answer? Then you can send them to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk or just stick a comment in one of our posts on uh, either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We're on all of those platforms. You can find the page. It's go underscore fish marketing. Uh, if you have any topic suggestions you'd particularly like us to touch on, given the, the new circumstances we find ourselves in, uh, there might be something that you want us to hone in on. Then again, let us know using those same those same mediums. If you like the show, uh, then give us a share, um, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your business contacts. Uh, You can find us on all the major podcast platforms, so we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Deezer, Stitcher. Um, So there should be pretty much uh, every platform that most people listen to. If you subscribe as well, it'll automatically download onto whichever device you use to listen to the show. Uh, which means you don't have to keep an eye out for when it drops because your phone will tell you, which is always kind of cool. So, 
Uh, without further ado, let's move on. Um, we normally cover some news, but as I mentioned last time, there is no such thing as news because the only news is the coronavirus um, news. Anyone type of news? There is, and, and, and the slams on that changes every day, doesn't it? It does indeed. Mm. However, there are developments uh, both in terms of statistics and behaviour which are giving us a better understanding of the current climate. I want to try and make use of those changes in behaviour to perhaps help you quickly adapt your plan. There is no doubt that over the coming weeks, months, that those things will change further. So it will be useful for you guys to remain quite flexible in your approach to seize upon any opportunities that might present themselves, really. So do you feel like you've got a slightly better understanding of the current landscape then, Elaine, based upon what the information that's coming in? Yeah, from well, from the business world, I think, well... I suppose we all go through this roller coaster, don't we? Of um, we go through the change curve actually, which is something I've been talking about with someone this week in a group we're in. And um, so we've all gone on this journey of you know the, the shock and um, how are we going to deal with that? How does it affect me? So you know, we, there's a you know, understandably, that's where we all started. And where how quickly we get through that change curve depends on us as individuals. Well, how much the changes have impacted us as well, doesn't it? So, so for me, yes, I sort of did that whoosh and um, all these sort of things about well, what, what can I do now and how is how is that going to affect me and what what does uh, that look like for my clients? So, all these sort of mixture of things is the journey I've been on, and I'm sort of coming out the other side now um, and proactively doing some things that uh, I've looked at. I think, well, how how can well, with the services I offer, how can I adapt those to help the people that I'm helping now? And actually, also, how could I do some things that may help people that I've never actually helped before because their world looks different or perhaps they've never been on my radar before as someone I could help? So so that's sort of – I've ended up in a, in a place of being a bit clearer. I've made that sound really simple as if it was like, oh, it's a, you know this flash of inspiration and it all happened in an hour, and it absolutely didn't. It was quite a – Oh my God! Um, you know, and uh, and sort of came through the other side, and still, obviously, you know, making all those plans and thinking about how that that can look. Uh, so that's sort of where I am personally, I would say. And Chris, yeah. when things like the the virus started spreading in this country, when the lockdown was introduced, when businesses were being told they had to close down, there was very definitely a, a feeling of panic just generally around the population. Um, have you? Yeah. come across that feeling of panic from your clients who were knee-jerk reacting to that circumstance and trying to make moves without perhaps fully considering it or are you seeing people taking a calm measured approach thinking about it and then looking to to develop ideas i think uh, initially there was there was the knee-jerk but the knee-jerk was brought on by uh, um by one of the one of the five o'clock uh, press conferences where you know, if 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 no more than uh, a family could be in in any one room, well, things like my workshops and everybody's workshops, they were a thing of the past. So the following morning, I had a I had phone calls from training companies saying, "Awfully sorry, but these are all off, as you will well be well aware." And I had to put my own uh, workshops off as well. Um, and yes, you like Elaine, you, you sit there thinking, well, what now? 
And then, again, it wasn't a simple process, and I did talk to both of you and my, uh, my workshop, splitting it up into three parts and creating three webinars for each uh, each of the major topics. Uh, so I, I called the, the clients who'd had to make their, their awkward phone calls to me uh, a few days previously, and I, I said to them, look, what if I can provide exactly the same material but do it uh, do it remotely using uh, using a facility like Zoom, um, and they were they were blown away by that. It, it was um, two weeks ago that was a fairly revolutionary idea. Now everybody's doing it, aren't they? Um, they're they're having drinks parties on Zoom and things like that. But but back when it first blew up, it it, it was it was relatively new. So I'm now I'm now. Um, back on board with two of the three main uh, main training clients and um, I'm going to be delivering the delivering the workshops uh, as webinar as webinars but remotely there'll be live webinars so um, you know there will be a certain amount of interaction but not it won't be the same It'll be better than nothing and uh, and hopefully I'll adapt and they'll adapt during the course of these webinars and we'll uh, we'll get used to them and uh, do them in our own way. And are you getting the same sort of vibe from people, Elaine? Has there been a panic towards your door or are, are people starting to see a bit more common sense about how they're approaching things? I, I think it depends on you as a person, really, because I, I, I'm a, um, an observer and, I, and a bit of a reflector. So what what's the initial sort of people who panic and might offer free things and all sorts of things happening. I sort of say, take a step back and think, right, okay, so what does this look like through my eyes and my world and what does it look like through my clients? So I sort of took a little step back really for uh, probably about five, six days and, and uh, sort of worked on some stuff that I knew I could help people with and then started reaching out to people then. So I didn't really, I didn't react as quick as some other people did, but that's my style. So in answer to your question, I think it does depend on people's style, the way they, they operate. And it's not right or wrong, it's just that we're all different, isn't it? So so consequently then, um, you know, with, with my clients, um, some of them were the same. Some were, right, what can I do now? What can I do today? What can I do, you know, yesterday? And others were, right, I'm just going to sort of, you know, take a step back and digest of where I need to go with this really so and it, it's just evolving daily really the conversations I've had with people it's it's absolutely fantastic some of the things people are coming up with uh, is some ideas and they might be forever things uh, but you know some you know as we all know in business some things aren't forever are they because it can t you know the whole, your whole world can turn on its head in a day so even if think people do things that are, are a gap between now and, and the they go fully functioning and live again, then that's that's a great thing. And actually, some of the best ideas come from a time that feels like you know, that the bottom's fallen out of your world. Some of the best thing ideas and things that for the future come from from this type of place. So, I am the eternal optimist. So I do do believe that there'll be be great uh, great things happening, and I can see them happening already. Uh, and there'll, there'll be this level of yes, there'll be plenty of free stuff. Uh, you know the, the the danger with too much free stuff, and um, that will be, well, you know it's not going to help the economy uh, turn around, is it? If we're all giving free stuff away, and equally, uh, you know, 
as small business owners, we don't expect things for free either. Uh, but, you know, we expect to pay. Therefore, um, you know, people will pay us if it's the right thing that's going to help them at the right time. And I think that's the key is looking through your, your toolkit of things you can offer and think, if I was looking at all these things I can do, what are the, the key things that are going to help people right now? Not the things that, um, you know, will help them in six months. I can do those later. The things that they need right now to make them feel better and to help them do their business uh, in, the, in the current climate. That's sort of where I've got to. And it's fascinating seeing it evolve, really. Uh, being on the journey myself as well, you can, you can see how other people are moving forward and, and how some people aren't. Some people are just still feeling like, they don't know what to do. And I would strongly say to people, if you don't know what to do, speak to somebody. 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit 2summitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. So I guess probably the first thing we should do is look at perhaps some of the trends. It should be said that the statistics that I'm going to mention should be taken not with a pinch of salt because that implies that they're not true. The reality is we're only a few weeks into this current crisis, so the ability to measure it fully and perhaps as accurately as you might want are perhaps not there, and certainly there aren't, there'll probably be about five different surveys, all with five different data uh, findings. However, I think the trends that are starting to show are pretty reliable, so I think if we go based on that as opposed to the, the specifics of the, the, the figures themselves, then we can all probably get a good idea of what it is that, that the world is doing at the minute. So, of course, we're on lockdown at the minute in the UK, and it's widely believed that we may well even find ourselves locked down for up to 12 weeks, three months, which is a frightening period of time for anyone to find themselves locked in the confined space with me. Uh, but there you go. Uh, my other half will have to deal with that. <laughs> and if she doesn't, there's a big hole in the ground that I've dug for her that she can put me in, <laughs> which is had enough. <laughs> but it, there's also a suggestion that social distancing might be something that's still required to be in place yeah, for up yeah. to another six months. So you're talking October, November yeah. time, so pre-Christmas really. And People's plans, therefore, need to take these sorts of things into account. And now, because we're all locked in the houses, and it seems we're going to be locked into in our houses for at least another week or two, if not much longer, that the behaviours that are being shown at the moment aren't going to change drastically insofar as people have got more time on the hands. People are having to use electronic means of either communicating or accessing data, and therefore those are going to be the the mediums that you want to be focusing your attentions on. So I think probably first and foremost, let's start with the obvious, Chris, uh, which is, of course, your specialty of social media. 
Uh, the statistics here are showing that worldwide there's a 45% increase on people using online messaging services and social media platforms. I guess that doesn't come as any great yeah. surprise. I think when you when you say it's not just social media, it's it's the likes of WhatsApp, which is a social social medium, isn't it? I suppose um, social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, so on and so forth. Those sorts of apps. WhatsApp is a private uh, private messaging messaging thing, isn't it? Which which has exploded. It certainly has on my phone. I'm sure it has on on mm. with the two of you. Uh, there's just so much more being being sent over, um, and it'll calm down. But um, but it will be will also become a way of life for those who didn't use it before. I think we three did use some things like WhatsApp, didn't we, and and the various yeah. social social media platforms as well, Messenger and so on. But um, uh, but an awful lot of people didn't and have learnt these new tricks, and they will they'll be there to stay. So that's um, that's a trend that has uh, that has a certain amount of stickability. Perhaps not at the forty-five percent, but certainly higher than it uh, was before the the COVID nineteen uh, came into this uh, this what well, came into the world, really. Um, yeah. And the content on those platforms, uh, and I'm talking about social media here. Yeah. How should businesses be trying to tap into the uh, timelines of people or getting themselves noticed? Because of course. With people being a lot more on social media, we are in fact talking probably about a lot more people posting, um, how to put this diplomatically, rubbish, uh, which are videos that are recycled from people um, 15 times over, uh, GIFs, um, positive messages about being locked away in the house. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there. So whilst there's a greater usage as in there's people spending more time looking at stuff, there's also a bigger volume of posts that they have to wade through. There is. And I think with like everything else on, on social media, um, the accent is on, on engagement more, more than perhaps we did because we've now got the time to engage properly with, uh, with customers who have potential for when this is all over and you know we were we were talking before we started, weren't we, about about planning? And this should be part of the planning process. Um, we should be we should be um, we should be garnering, if that's the right word, uh, or developing relationships with with people online, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, uh, where wherever it might be, whichever your favourite platform is, um, developing those people, getting them to. Um, in a in a virtual world, know, like, and trust us, so that when it's all over, and there's a bit of uh, a bit of budget to spend, you're the person they think of when they have a, a requirement for your your particular needs. That's that's certainly my philosophy at the moment, and I am far engaging far more than I ever used to because simply I've got the time. And Elaine, would you be trying to attract that kind of engagement with more light-hearted posts, uh, whether it be puzzles, games, challenges, facts, figures, as opposed to direct advertisements for your services to try and get the engagement in a more social manner whilst people are feeling in their more social environment? Or would you still be sort of hitting them I wouldn't say hard because that's not the right turn yeah, no. of phrase, would still be sort of consistently 
reminding them of your services, uh, perhaps more so than the, the, the social post? Yeah, that's a really good question, isn't it? Because I think we've all, well, we all should be mindful of where people are. I was thinking timing is everything, isn't it? Um, and if we're giving the wrong or what we feel are the right messages to people who are not feeling in that place, then messages are not going to be accepted um, as as well as we'd hoped. So for me, it's a, it's a combination, really. Uh, you know, the, you, you can't lose sight of your, your plan and your process. Um, but you, I'm a, a believer in talking about the obvious and, and addressing it rather than just ignoring it. You know, so acknowledging how people are feeling and how you can help them with those things that they are feeling. Uh, and you can do that in, in, you know, various ways. You know, I, I think a blog is, is good for that type of thing because it does sort of helps you deliver a bit of a story um, and you can really relate to how people feel in, in blogs. Um, and But, you know, definitely the humour. We can't, can't lose our sense of humour, can we? Goodness, if we do, we're in serious trouble. So I think a combination of things, really. But it, it's like we've said before, it doesn't alter, does it? If, if we were, every day we put posts on that were just selling what we had, people would soon switch off. So it, it does need to be a combination of, of um, different styles and different ways of, of wording things. But equally... Um, don't lose sight of your purpose behind it. Um, you know, just don't be doing it all the time and be aware of how people are feeling. Because, you know, there isn't anyone in this country who hasn't been on a roller coaster. Um, and I think the people who no. perhaps hit, hit it hard, as you said, Mark, at the start, are not re it's not really paying dividends for them now because, you know, people sort of thought it, it's just too, too much too soon and the timing's not right. So... Yeah, And we're talking about organic there, Chris. To what extent is there a benefit for us trying to use the paid-for or the boosting facilities on the platforms at this point to, again, try and jump to the front of the queue almost? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be inclined to, to, to go too heavily down that route just at the moment. I, I'd be more inclined to... Um, to pick people off on a one-to-one -one basis to to engage with them. Um, the boosted posts are, are more for getting a message out for something that you're doing absolutely now. A lot of us can't do anything right now. We're probably fortunate in that we've we've adapted our, our offerings so that we can, but most can't. Um, and, you know, you were talking about examples before, Mark, uh, mortgage advisors and conveyances they they can't do a thing so they need to be they need to be building the building links for the future and it, it be similarly people who are in in a similar sort of boat um that can't do much now in terms of generating work but we'll we'll need to hit the ground running when all this is over so build those relationships um and um and, and you know the, there's every chance of success because not everybody will um so if you if you do you're staying ahead of the competition is it worth people joining groups then because there are business groups where people have more general chats about things um where you can build those relationships rather than doing more intensive posting yeah i think so uh, join groups, uh, create groups. Um, I know one or two people have been very successful in creating their own uh, their own groups that, where they can invite people 
who they want in. So in other words, they could invite their target market in and be talking uh, be talking business about how how their products, stroke services work for that particular target market. But yes, anything like that, joining groups, creating groups, picking people off one 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 at a time. It's all going to it's all going to help when all this dreadful business is over. It's interesting you just said that because I I sort of joined forces with um, a personal development coach who is a good friend of mine, and we've just started a, a group, just a, a pop up group, which is basically a group that could be up for a month, could be up for two months, or whatever. It's a moment in time group, really, and it's um it's it's called We'll Find the Answers Together, and it is for people who offer services who are feeling a little bit you know, sort of rabbit in the headlights, um, not sure what to do next. Yeah. And so we're doing it from a, you know, it, it's it's not, you know, it's not costing anything. We're not selling anything in it. It's just about helping people sort of navigate their journey a little bit at the moment uh, from the point of view of some practical sales type stuff, uh, but also from the, you know, the mental blockers that we, you know, we have at the moment. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's early days when you started it, but it's it just even from the point of view of doing it, actually, it's it sort of makes us feel good that we're doing something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah groups yeah. are a good idea. And the which, right groups, I think, the right groups for you. And which platform is that on, Elaine? For anyone who wants to find it's a it, Facebook group, yeah, Facebook group. So it's yeah, call we'll find the answers uh, together, and it is for service-based um, businesses really, predominantly. Um, so those who are perhaps thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to think, have to think out the box, think of alternatives, or even just as Chris said earlier, is it about, well, what I can't do anything now, but what I need to plan for when I can, um, what that could look like, and perhaps I just need to, you know, introduce something that I haven't done already to to my, uh, you know, services, you know, whatever that looks like, really. And the the yeah. the next yeah. statistic that I'm going to refer to particularly is of interest to me um even though it looks like we're heading towards a recession by virtue of the fact that no one can spend any money so the business the economy will naturally retract is that there's a 30 percent increase in spending online because of course it's probably the only way many people are actually able to buy things and in terms of shops it's probably the only way that they can sell things so uh, I, I yes. guess I guess one of the main things I would be certainly suggesting to uh, businesses who are whether it's sort of shop uh, or service based um, is to make sure you've got a website or if you do have a website, is it properly developed in order to tell the products that you perhaps might more physically sell in an ordinary client? Yeah, spot on. It's all that again is is about planning, isn't it, Mark? You. You, you, you're planning for the future. In 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 my scenario, we were um, making or creating relationships, developing relationships. Yours yours has gone at that stage further. Or you're actually getting the foundations laid for your clients. You're you're recommending the website. You're recommending um, you're recommending that, that the tech be be given a, a bit of a makeover, and that they they plan for the future in that way. Um, and then my my slant is uh, is that we develop those relationships, which um, when those re- relationships are being built, the one thing people do is check you out. So they'll check you check your LinkedIn profile, they'll check your Facebook page if they can get on it, they'll check your website. The website is absolutely crucial to uh, to any sort of uh, any sort of feeling of 
confidence to towards somebody that you might be thinking about doing business with i mean that's presumably your starting point is it if you can't sell anything now physically having a website gives you an ability to do something right now but having that website is a long-term investment as well because when normality or whatever normality sets in at some point in the future you're still going to have the website as an asset to continue to sell things as you have been right now and develop it further to sell things how you might want to sell in the future as well so the, the, there's kind of a, a double benefit to having one um, and if you if you don't have one or you've you've got one which doesn't quite work how you need it to now's a perfect time to do it because that's where people are going at the moment if ever you're going to be yeah. looking at, at yeah. traffic wandering onto your website when they're sitting at home trying to ignore the kids killing each other in the other room now now is the time yeah yeah and it, yeah, yeah you're absolutely, absolutely right it is all about isn't it being being present in this time with people because um even if you can't actually physically do business with people it's about keeping out there and keeping yourself known and keep you know your clients keep in touch with them i mean let's face it you know we've all got more hours in a day to pick up a phone and actually speak to some of them and see how they're getting on and how, how's it going and it's all that sort of stuff is the, the risk is is that people think well i can't do anything so i'll just do nothing for you know three weeks six weeks or whatever that looks like i'll, I'll just pick it up after well that might not happen if you haven't done anything you know in that time while you're off to keep engage with your uh, your clients um, and obviously you know you can be doing a lot of stuff to be looking for new people you can be looking up through linkedin yeah. and you know identifying people that you do want to approach so it's you know we can use the time wisely um if we have a plan and that's the thing rather than ad hoc doing a bit here and a bit there yeah. is have a plan of what you'd like to achieve from this time really Sadly, Elaine, the ones that uh, the ones that go to bed and pull the bed covers over their over their heads and hope that it all goes away, they're the ones that are that are going to be left well behind by the people sitting at home doing the planning and uh, and getting ready for uh, getting ready for when when things do get back to a little bit more uh, of normality. Yeah, I'm glad I only did that for half a day. Then that's all right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well. We, you've mentioned then it's a reoccurring theme that engagement is is an important part of this plan. Uh, one of the ways of engaging with people, we were chatting about it before, and it's actually one of the things that all three of us seem to be doing anyway, is 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 coming up with ways of engaging with people through free, whether it be free clinics or podcasts, uh, whether it be blogs, yeah. uh, joining groups. Which type of industries or sectors do you think will particularly benefit from that kind of approach, Chris? Probably the uh, the ones that have been furloughed and who are having to having to sit at home and uh, need to need well not need but they ha they can't work they're not allowed to work so they they need to do some personal development um, and the free stuff that Elaine's offering. Uh, the free stuff that I'm considering and the general free stuff that's out there, those are the people that are going to be going to come back to work um, with with uh, with greater skills at the end of uh, at the end of this period. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. 
as first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. Elaine, you're quite proactive with blogging. How is it that you're able to be so disciplined in doing that? Are there any tips that you can give to people who might have always fancied doing it or wanted to do it, but of course never had the time, but now find themselves freely in abundance of time? <laughs> oh, so I, I think blogging's either something you like and can do or or not, as the case may be. I don't think everybody enjoys blogging. I don't think everybody enjoys reading them either. Um, so um, for me, I think where I started with blogging is I... I like to sort of, bit, I'm like a bit of a storyteller, I suppose. So for me, blogging was perfect, really. I like to sort of do a bit of a, take people on a bit of a journey. And, and um, so for me, it was a natural thing to do. If you haven't done it before, I think there's some key things that you have to think about is anything we do in business should have a purpose to it, really. And whether the purpose is just a, um, I just want to tell people more about myself and what I do and, and um you know a bit about my journey if you're doing it that is still a purpose so don't don't lose sight of is the purpose of, i want to sell 10 things from this blog it's not about that it's it is what is it you're doing so is it an engagement blog is it a, a blog where uh, it shows how you've helped somebody is it something that you've done that um uh, is actually talking about something you've created because of something that people have been asking you for so it's it, it's it's that sort of thing there's a if you if you follow somebody who you really enjoy their blogs, pull them apart and think, right, what is the purpose in this blog? And it takes you on a journey. A blog should take you on a journey, definitely. Um, so it's, it's sort of got a start, a middle and an end. And, you know, we shouldn't be afraid in a blog to actually share um, how you can uh, get in touch with us or, you know, that sort of thing. It's it's It has its purpose because actually... As I say to people, if you were reading someone else's blog and you thought, you know, I really like this person, I, I want to you know, get their their blog every week. Um, and then you think, oh, I can't find anywhere where I do that. I don't know how I get this blog every week. So, you know, think about it through the eyes of the person who actually is enjoying it. And they would, they're, they're disappointed then and they can't be bothered, as we, we know, going off somewhere else to find out how they sign up for your blog. So make it easy for people to connect uh, with you. But it's the purpose behind it, I would I would say. It's a, it's quite a lot of fun. And, and actually, at the end of the day, you know, who writes the perfect blog? It's very subjective, isn't it? Because some people, um, you know, some people I like to read their blog. You you two might think, oh, God, I don't like that. It's really droll. Uh, you know, so it is subjective. So you're never going to please everybody. So just go for yeah. it and, and and try it out and and, uh, and enjoy it I, I, as, I, as I do. How often do you blog, Elaine? It's every two weeks is is my commitment. Sometimes I'll do it every week, but it's my commitment do. is every every two weeks. And I do actually, um, I'm saying that I've probably over the last couple of weeks, it's, it's fallen off a cliff. Uh, but I do have them um, two ahead. I write them ahead. Um, wow. And um, because if I don't, it's that sort of, you know, the 
writing it and you haven't got any ideas at all in your head is never a great place to put yourself is it so I always um if there's something I've got actually I've got three jotted down on my um post-it note here something that came up the other day oh yeah I can do a blog on that and it's it's the because they're meant to be well in my belief they're meant to be topical so that people say oh that that's grabbing my attention because it's something I'm thinking about at the moment um and that's what gets people to read the blog that's something yeah. that's yeah. relatable at that time really now i don't particularly enjoy writing blog i tend to do podcasted i think i find as a, an easier form of a brain dump when i'm giving these kind yeah. of pieces of advice uh, insert shameless plug of my new podcast the find your tribe which is almost a digest version of this show it so it, they're all going to be one minute segments of of brain dumps or like like you've just said there a post-it note that people can use just to stick down and go right okay i need to come back to that or i need to know a bit more about that at which point they can obviously come to the likes of this show and find out more about that information and that's the medium that works for me chris what do you have any ideas of of other ways in which people can give sort of free clinics or free advice um, or to to create that engagement through other mediums beyond, say, a, a, a blog or a podcast? Um, well, obviously, social media is, uh, is is the biggie, isn't it? We we know quite a few people who offer their thoughts on, on social media, um, video diaries, video, well, vlogs, video logs um, on, on social media. Um and that's that 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 is the big way of get, getting it out to uh, to a mass audience at, at the moment. Um, better, I think, to to drive a loyal following to uh, to the website. I mean, that's presumably your technique, Elaine. Is it? Yes. Um, yeah. You're driving um, because at least then you've got a chance of them sticking around, having a look uh, at your website, seeing what you do, and if it's a website that uh, that Mark's written, it'll be. Uh, It'll be, um, uh, uh, it'll be, God, what will it be? It'll be <laughs> amazing, that, Chris. It'll be absolutely amazing. And I, I was just about to press send on the electronic PayPal payment until you messed that up. So uh, hang on, I'll delete that now. I'm afraid words have been escaping me today. Um, no, but a, a good website will will draw you in, and you'll you'll. So if you can get somebody there, attract somebody there with the blog, and and draw them onto other pages um, that they'll also find of relevance, they'll find out far more about you. Um, and that's one of the uh, one of the reasons. But um, but social media, get it out there on cross platform promotion is uh, is interesting you know facebook to twitter to to linkedin to your website all these all these little techniques we've got to be using they're not particularly they're, they're certainly not new but um but we should we should be using them and we perhaps haven't been recently because we've become a bit complacent don't we um yeah. and it's not necessary but get use the old things that used to work sort of five years ago on on social media and and see uh, see if they work again. Yeah, and, and some of the new stuff is. I mean, Instagram. Oh, I just love it. I just think it's so like it's quick, isn't it? And it's simple. And I see some great stuff that people put on it. I also see some like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but you know, some of it is really really good. It's just quick and punchy, isn't it? Um, but the, the one I did see the other day talking about um, 
different ways of getting your, your messages out there because when people are in a state of of gosh um confusion and where shall i go next and feeling a bit overwhelmed i think there's there's a great opportunity um for like like clinics and things that uh, cover frequently asked questions around certain topics so and the one i saw yesterday was around mortgages actually and it was inviting people onto uh, i think it was a zoom platform or something and it was um they you know they were going to cover all the sort of questions that you know got, got a really obviously painful things for people at the moment who might not be able to get through to their mortgage advisor or the, their bank or whatever uh, who think I just like some questions answered and to have it done in a you know at that type of forum where you know they're not necessarily asking their own personal question but the, the most obvious questions yeah. are answered it's such a great thing so so there are you know there are, are opportunities for people and who you know when people come to a place where perhaps they're either remortgaging or doing something moving house in the future, who are they going to think about? They're going to think about those people who help them uh, with some of those questions when they were struggling. Uh, so I think th there are there are lots idea. of opportunities out there, huge amounts. And you know, sometimes we just don't think of them because they're not glaringly obvious. But if we think about always go to where the buyer is, what what are those buyers feeling like at the moment, and what are their top three most important things? that they're worried about and how can we help them with that and if we can help them with that then that's got to be a good thing hasn't it indeed it, it has when we're talking about new landscapes uh, one of the areas in particular that i keep coming across are charities and the difficulties that they may be facing um it's yeah. not a hundred percent clear what sort of support they're going to receive at this particular moment in time uh, from the government uh, whether they fall into the small business category or whether a charity is a different category in its own right and therefore needs a different type of, of support. Of course, many charities, if not all charities, are, are largely reliant upon donations from people and now is not a great time for being reliant upon donations for people, bearing in mind most people aren't able to work or earn a living, which kind of restricts their financial ability mm. to provide the support they might otherwise what kind of advice would you be giving to the offerings or the styles that charities perhaps are worth using to engage with their audiences because the on the nose cap in hand we need your money approach probably isn't going to necessarily work and might even go so far as to be not well received because people who are already under the financial cosh won't appreciate a guilt trip of of sorts and I, I, I use that mm. in the sense of that it's not a criticism of the charities, but it might be felt as no. a criticism on behalf of the people who who are frustrated and, and already upset that they can't help in the way that they might otherwise be able to. I think possibly charities have to uh, lower their expectations. Well, they don't. Not possibly. They have to lower their expectations. So whereas they might have been looking for a sponsor of the year, Maybe they're looking for a for a, um, a sponsor who will donate twenty five pounds or fifty pounds that will cover X small project, um, will cover X piece of equipment. So, so in other words, making things far more affordable to to a much wider much wider group of people um, and going for the little and often rather than the uh, rather than the big uh, company who sponsors them for the year and uh, absolves his 
corporate social responsibility. And perhaps they have to be yeah. smart, uh, Elaine. In in they have so to be, little and often, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess they they have to be smart, Elaine, about what they're trying to offer in return for what they're asking for. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because people are, as we're seeing all over social media, people are being very charitable at the moment in giving and helping others, aren't they? Um, you know, it's quite clear, which is a great thing to see, that people are, there's a lot of good people out there um, and their, their goodness will be coming from a place of their time helping others. Um, but at the moment, you know, people are obviously massively more conscious of every penny they spend until we get to the other side of this. We don't really know what that's going to look like. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's has to be done differently. I think, I think Chris said, you know, he's done some great, great things there about um, reinventing things, how they're done. Um, and personally, I probably would hang fire on doing anything other than thinking about what we could do if I was a charity at the moment. I wouldn't be pushing any buttons too quickly. I'd just wait. Um, I'm, I'm not talking wait months. I'm talking, you know, wait a week or so. Just have a think about what could that look like? Perhaps they even speak to people who um, are advocates of their charity and ask them, you know, listen, you know, we, we obviously have to keep fundraising as one of our, you know, loyal advocates of someone who supports us. How do you think that could look? Ask ask people how, they, how they're feeling because how people feel is massive, um, massively important, isn't it? And if we're approaching people at a time when they're not feeling great as... Um, as you quite rightly said, Mark, you know, it it, it can just feel like, that, you know, it, it's just not the right time and people can get a little bit disgruntled about it. So, yeah, that's how I would look at it. Do you have a passion, hobby or expertise and want to share it with the world? Why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. Oh, it's difficult for anyone to predict how, what the future holds. Uh, my, my, my underlying feelings are that the government are doing a huge amount to help the economy generally. I think it would be a PR disaster if they weren't able to do something significant to help support charities. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm slightly dubious that charities are going to go wholesale to the wall because the government have done nothing to help them because I just don't think that's going to do anyone any good no. at all. So no. I, I don't think the, the level of panic is necessarily the way forward at the moment um i i think mm. going back to this engagement point it's for me it'd be more about reinforcing what your services are what support you provide what benefit you give to the community and, and doing it yeah. in a way which indirectly reaffirms your importance to exist so that when yeah. people are able to contribute again and donate and get involved 
um, then they're able to do, then they're more willing to do so because they have a good understanding of what it is you do. And actually, mm-hmm. it, you can still be asking them for support without asking them for money. There's a whole raft of things yeah, exactly. that people can do. They can yeah. provide services for free. They can provide time as volunteers for free. They can donate old clothes or games that can be either recycled or distributed to people who don't have those sorts of things. So there's a whole raft of other things you can still tap into that will help you provide your service without going down the on the nose, I need money, because everybody needs money this moment in time. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's a really, really tough... So um, I guess to round this up, Chris, maybe it's worthwhile us just mentioning that. We, we've probably already done it to a degree, but perhaps just to to refocus people on the kind of things that we're doing as business owners ourselves to adapt our business to this climate. So I'll, I'll start with you, Chris, uh, the kind of things that okay. you're doing at the minute. Right. Well, at the, at the moment, I mean, the, the, the first thing I, I did do once it had all sunk in, and I mentioned it earlier, um, was I, I run a series of, uh, series of workshops on a, on a monthly basis, which all fell to the ground. Those are now being converted into into webinars, and those webinars will be will be publicised and made available for people to come into. There'll be live webinars and there'll be recorded webinars. So, um, the recorded ones I, I've yet to uh, yet to sort out the logistics uh, of, but the live ones will be published. And uh, I think the first ones. Uh, first one's on the eighth of uh, the eighth of April, um, so that uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. A new experience for me doing a live a live webinar um, <laughs> doesn't hold doesn't hold huge terrors because the workshop held terrors, and um, frankly, there's nobody nobody sitting in front of me. Who could uh, who could tell? I can mute people, can't I? On webinars, you can you can even do it without um, pants, Chris, <laughs> and no one will know. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. Um, but no, so so that that was one element of it. The other element of it, which is yet to be uh, yet yet to be bottomed out, is um, is putting on a putting on a a live LinkedIn surgery on on Zoom and. Uh, Trying to answer people's questions, solve people's problems uh, that they might have. You know, for instance, I had a question this week that that came in, um, and what's the what was I wrote it down before? What's the uh, what's the importance of the background banner? Um, I, something that is is pretty obvious to me, but not obvious to a lot of people who don't have background banners. So that's the sort of thing that I'll be, uh, those are the sorts of questions that I'll be fielding and hopefully uh, hopefully a lot more, which will, will help others as well. So uh, we'll stick yeah. the link for that course into the show notes. So if people are interested in getting involved in that, they can obviously follow the link and it will give them all the information they need. Um, Elaine, what, what what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, as you know, um, I launched my uh, 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions program anyway, which is on my website, accessible there. Um, so what I did do, I did sort of two things, which came from literally people going into a little bit of panic of how can I deliver my training when I 
don't deliver it online currently and blah, blah, blah. So so I did an, uh, an info audio, I'm calling it. Um, I did a, sort of a 20-minute one of those, which is obviously just an audio. And um, it's just on what sort of things would you uh, you, do you need to consider to do it. And it's, it's all about... Um, you know, you, you sort of structure your purpose behind it. What do the people listening need to get from it? So it sort of gives people a, a bit of a map of things they need to navigate really before they do it. Uh, so that's a freebie. So that is, as you said, Mark, we'll put the link in the notes it would be great. Um, and then I did one then, which is in a sort of more of a presentation form with slides. Um, and I recorded that and I've added it to as a bonus uh, to my 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions. A program so that's uh when you sign up for that you'll get that as a bonus as well which is you know how what you need to think about if you're doing an online presentation or training yeah. um and i'm keeping um i done my early bird offer of 67 pounds which was uh, to finish on the 31st of march but i'm going to extend that with you know current times just think it's right to do that so i'll extend that uh 67 pound yeah price tag so yeah so that's me really and it's been interesting really I've got to be honest I've, I've actually as we we said earlier you never quite know when things happen you never know what's going to appear and, and I, I do believe of you know there'll be a lot of us who think yeah it's interesting I've been asked to, to help people with that and I've never really thought about doing that as a service and there will be you know people sitting there now thinking yeah I've been asked to do this is it time that you did do something um around that and as I said, it might just be a moment in time, current climate, or it might be something that you can continue to do for a long time. Who knows? But um, on, you know, great yeah. entrepreneurs do that. They look at the think, right? Let's the landscape's changed. How can I change with that landscape um, rather than just you know fall on the floor and think uh, I'll get the duvet and hide for three months or something? No, so that's it, me anyway. It gets it gets too hot under the duvet. I, I've been juggling. Spill your wine anyway. Well, exactly. Duvet. It gets warm. It gets warm, and nobody likes warm yeah. wine. Yeah, I've been juggling the many, many hats that I seem to wear on a regular basis. So, with Funky Vibes, I've obviously released the new. I'll, I'll call it a podcast. Once for a better phrase, it's it's called um, Find Your Tribe, and so it's one minute segments that will just act as little prompts for people to focus on things. Um, I think sometimes when you ask people to do a big task, it can become overwhelming. So I'm hoping that these small little digestible segments of of things they can do, and if they sort of do it step by step, and it doesn't have to be when the show comes out, it can be they can go back retrospectively and go through these when they've got a bit more time. Um, It just builds up, and and actually it's just almost a a super mega soundbite version of this show itself really so people can get that on the social media platforms and but of course because feeds and timelines are constantly changing those things can be missed quite easily so it's uh, we're putting it on the the funky vibes youtube channel uh we've also created it as a a podcast as well so it means that people can more easily go back or for example on youtube and on, on on podcast platforms you have notifications when a new one drops in you usually get a notification to say look there's a new there's a new segment that you can listen to so i've been doing that i've been getting a lot of requests for social media graphics and for websites to be developed so uh, my other house business the barn in heswell they've had to shut down because of course social distancing and 
and not being essential because it's it's a gift shop and it and it does arts and craft courses which obviously requires people to be in close proximity yeah. so that's had to be knocked on the head now there was a little bit of a shop on there already but um, I've given that a wholesale change so there's a lot more products and over the course of the next couple of weeks a lot more of her stockists are going to be on there so you'll be able to shop at the barn but remotely instead and that's actually going to open up a whole raft of other things um, so there may be online courses and tutorials that we have factor in there so there's quite a lot going on for that from that side and of course the pod station uh, which yeah. Um, yeah. so we, we do podcast packages um, for people to do their own podcasts and um, in the next couple of months we'll be unveiling a, a podcast training scheme or course that people can go on, um, which probably will be done remotely, if I'm being entirely honest, um, that mm-hmm. will teach people about what they need to be able to do a podcast of a decent quality uh, so that they can they can do it for themselves because um, I think the statistics of the minute are that podcasts are up by 12% in terms of listening. Um, I suspect that's going to keep on rising because the percentage of people listening to audio books and music and the like, that's gone up by about 25%. Um, so I suspect yeah. as more people become familiar with podcasts, that 12% will probably rapidly increase. So we're getting lots of shows out. I've got a, a new one which I've launched called the Business Spotlight, which allows businesses to nominate themselves to be on the show. And the show's geared around you guys giving expert advice within your niche specialty, but of course gives you an opportunity to promote yourself in your business so hopefully that will be quite good so if people want to to nominate their businesses there they can do spotlight at the podstation.co.uk to to nominate themselves what's a great Brilliant. idea mark yeah, yeah. it is yeah. it is yeah, fantastic cool yeah all good so um i guess the overview of this remains a positive one which is it might be a a, a new looking world and we might need to be giving new offerings to people but uh it's a positive because there's plenty of opportunities to be found there. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Let, yeah. Let, let's try and keep that uh, that positivity if we possibly can. Um, it's easier in some industries than other, others, but um, uh, you know, we we've got to we've got to be there when it all comes back and uh, be in a position to take advantage again. Take advantage in the kindest possible way, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but yes no absolutely absolutely that certainly the evidence that i'm seeing is the government is bending over backwards and seriously doing yes. things that i've never seen a government do before ever to try and enable as many people as possible to come through this still in a position yeah. where it can be recoverable so i think i think if the government's working that hard to achieve that i think people can have some peace of mind that that's going to be something that can come that mm. that will benefit us in, in the long term even if it doesn't feel like it short term yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no i agree no uh, yeah. the government is government uh, well the, the chancellor in particular has been absolutely amazing in his uh, in his generosity i've no doubt we'll pay for it in the long run he said cynically but <laughs> but nevertheless it's got to be it's yeah. got to be done hasn't it, it, it it's got yeah, to be done if we're to, yeah. if, if we're to uh, give futures to uh, to, to people. Um, uh, mm. 
the the alternative is is frightening. So well, I think government so far. Well, I think one of the pieces of advice you gave in the last episode, Chris, was about not focusing as strongly on the news, um, using it to get the vital information mm. that you might need, but not dwelling too much on the the contents. Yes. Um, I think I saw a perfect example on yesterday's news where there was a feature about the horticultural industry and how people who have nurseries for plants have grown all these plants ready to give them to garden centres who obviously then sell them over the spring and summer as people start doing the gardens and they've yep. now they they're potentially now looking at a complete demolition of their their product because the garden centres aren't open and the garden centres aren't buying the products so they're just sitting in the nursery, probably yep. going to go past their best sell-by yeah. date. So they were obviously screaming and shouting that the government needs to urgently help them. Um, and I think that's a perfect example of where people can become panicked because every industry is like that. I don't think the horticultural argument yep. that they were using there was any different to, God, dozens yeah. of other sectors that, probably are in exactly no. the same situation yeah. and I, I think the fear it's is that, welcome to our world isn't it it is it is and i think the fear is that people the people find themselves getting sucked into a panic because th- those who shout loudest get heard the most and, and and i've got a feeling that their bodies are perhaps quite clued in from a marketing strategy perspective because they're trying to push their way to the front of the queue by being heard the most but that doesn't necessarily mean that their industry is either in a worse state or they need more help than anybody else and if people listen to that constant news feed uh, of industries that aren't theirs crying crying foul um then you can end up getting into a state of panic that actually probably doesn't need to be no quite agree quite agree well well said Fantastic. So, well uh, said, on, as I as I carefully climb off that soapbox, uh, <laughs> I, um, I think uh, again, once again, guys, if you do have any questions, send them in to us uh, at gofish under, uh, sorry, gofish at the podstation.co.uk, or just simply drop us a comment or a, a direct message on our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter pages. We'll pick them up there just as easily as by email. So. Uh, it doesn't have to have to be anything great and lengthy. Um, I'm also going to look at you. Men- we mentioned WhatsApp earlier on. There are ways of people leaving voicemail messages via WhatsApp for shows. So I'm going to have a look and see whether that's an easier way as well as people throwing questions in to us. If there's any yeah. topics, let us know about those using those same uh, forms of communication. Wow, scary. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be good actually. It'd be good to um, then on the next show to have questions uh, because we're, we're, you know, we're doing this from our view here, aren't we? Of the things we think about, the things we come across. But it would actually really be good to, to get some real questions from people of what they're feeling and things that we might be able to, you know, what a good idea. With. Maybe maybe the next yeah. episode should be a Q and A Q&A session. Yeah, that's yeah. about that. There we are then. We'll we'll, pro- yeah. we'll provisionally yeah, have good. that in. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, send us your questions. We're going to do a Q&A. Right, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I, I hope okay. it's been useful. Um, thank you very much, Elaine and Chris, for your time once again. Uh, did that cup of tea turn up, Chris? <laughs> 
It didn't. Ugh. No. You can no, get the one staff. One is going to have to get it oneself. <laughs> no, 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 I think the staff have gone on strike. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I haven't locked that garage they've door. Been, they've been furloughed. <laughs> oh, well, um, oh. And, and on that note, thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care. We'll speak to you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk.